Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Monarch, Legacy of Monsters by Story Archives. I'm your host, Mario Busto, alongside... The other host, Zachary Newton. Welcome back. We're back with Season 1, Episode 6, titled terrifying miracles what'd you think of the episode zach well it was much better than the last episode i'll say that much at the very least we finally got some monsters again um and i i'm i'm getting a much better picture of i guess what's going on with monarch and it looks like lee shaw's got a lot to blame for all of the problems at monarch don't you think i think that he is actually not the problem at Monarch. It's whatever's going to happen after the fact in Monarch. But there seems to be a disconnect between the original founders and what the military decided to do about the Titans when they discovered them in the 1950s. Yeah, and that's exactly my point. Lee was up to take ownership of Monarch until he went against orders. And well, now he doesn't have a job doing what he should have done. So that's that's why I'm saying he's got a lot to blame for. Uh, I think the state of Monarch at this point, because it could have been his company or his what uh, branch, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I guess it just depends. He's kind of in a tough position, right? He's in love with Kiko and he tried to be with her, but she has like a kind of a, you can, you know, it's kind of a, bullshit reason from Kiko in terms of putting the world first or whatever you call mm. it. Uh, but even if he didn't go to Japan, uh, they probably could have been together. But, you know, it's not uh, decided necessarily yet. But uh, it does seem as something is going to occur where she ends up with Bill Randa at this point as this kind of episode was pretty much highlighting the fact that they tried to get together Mm-hmm. And um, she kind of was self righteous about it all in her rejection of him at the at the lake right before uh, Godzilla shows up, which didn't look like Godzilla because the tail was like very thin, mm-hmm. the way it was moving. It, it looked like a different Titan. It looked like the face looked like Godzilla, but then it looked smaller than usual. So I was yeah. kind of confused at, at the Titan showing in that lake, but maybe it was recovering from being hit by a damn atomic bomb in the Philippines. I, at first, I thought we were getting like two completely different monsters in this episode. I thought we were going to get like some river monster and then some other just like desert dirt monster, but apparently both of them were Godzilla, Um, which I I don't know. Like, I I feel like the scale of Godzilla seemed a little small in in, in both of those scenes, I think. But I mean... I don't know. There was bits of them that were pretty big. Maybe I just didn't see the the full body next to something else that I could really compare it to. It's it's pretty abundantly clear to me that these Titans have existed for ages and that it's only when humans got involved with them and trying to learn more about them that these attacks started to happen. 
And um, that kind of what shows itself in this episode because Godzilla is also not just a purely evil monster. There's a moment in this episode where is Godzilla a girl or a boy? I think it's I, actually a boy. I looked it up after we we were talking about it, you know, on one of the previous podcasts, and it, you know, it's, as far as I can tell, it's male. I, I don't I don't know which one you're referencing yeah. where it, it had kids. I don't know. Maybe it's like a like a freaking seahorse or something where, maybe, where they or carry like the a, babies. I don't know. Yeah, isn't it, what what is it with the seahorses that they're like? Uh, what's that term when uh, the seahorses like uh, they can change genders or whatever? I have no clue. Forget, like I'm not, I'm not a uh, seahorse fanatic. So you're not a seahorse expert. It's been a long time since I've studied marine biology in middle school or something. So yeah, no, we didn't have that co- that class where I came from. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we had regular biology, but I don't think we ever broached the topic of seahorses. But anyways, uh, there's a moment where Godzilla looks into Kate's eyes, and there's a moment of recognition, whether it's of seeing uh, Kiko, or whether it's or Kay or whether it's a memory of her on the bridge at the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, but it definitely recognized Kate uh, in that moment. So there's something yeah. up with that. And it also kind of shows that Godzilla's really not trying to, to disturb the peace, so to speak. Yeah, it doesn't he, seem uh, he, he can come from the ocean. He can be in a lake. He can be underneath a, a damn mountain, apparently. So... I'm really uh, confused as to how he's getting and traveling, you know, throughout the earth. Uh, I'm assuming that'll be, you know, a, a question that's answered down the line. Uh, but Godzilla does not seem to be looking to attack cities. It looks like whatever cities it attacks seems to be prompted for some reason or another. But um, yeah, I thought it was a great episode in terms of setting the stage for the rest of the season and who our good guys are, who our bad guys are. Uh, there's a little bit of mystery with Duval. I, I know in the last episode, I kind of had a suspicion that she was uniquely interested on what and what Colonel Shaw had to say. Mm-hmm. And um, she does seem like she actually went rogue because why else would we cut to a scene of Verdugo and Tim in San Francisco at Hiroshi's office trying to decipher where they went if, if Duval was like a double agent, so to speak? Yeah, I agree. It does seem like she went rogue. Though it, it, I still feel like she kind of has a little bit of her own plan. And, you know, I, I, I did want to kind of, I guess, piggyback on what you were saying with uh, Godzilla noticing, uh, you know, everybody standing there right next to him. He doesn't seem to like, he it, like this episode makes me think like he's not out for destruction, right? Yeah. Like, and like, I mean, he just seems like a wandering giant, right? Like he has this path, this route that he probably wanders, which probably follows that uh, like I guess those gamma rays that we saw on the map, and mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe maybe these cities are just in his way, and like that's it. Like maybe just like you guys, you guys <laughs> just, posted up in the wrong area, dude. <laughs> he's just like I'm. Hey, I'm just trying to get from point A to point B. It's not my damn fault. You put a whole city. Here. I know. Oh, is that a school bus chomp? <laughs> can't can't um, go, can't go over under or or around. No, just got to go through. Sorry, as, there's nowhere as else. May says, as May yeah, says, exactly. Um, do you think Tim's dead? Because uh, yeah, what's his face? Lee Shaw said nobody survived the helicopter crash. I was, yeah. I, I mean, Colombo's dead. Fun of me. I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I kind of hope they were just. To, I don't know. Yeah. See something change with Monarch and whatnot. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like I feel like it. Like an on-screen death would have been warranted. It For was just Tim? really like. Yeah. 
Yeah, pull up, pull up. Oh, the blades yeah. got hit. You didn't a even full... like hear him scream or anything like that. Like I don't even Look, know if it like what happened. If ninety-two-year-old Lee Shaw didn't have uh, so much as any, like not even a limp after falling off that mountain, because <sighs> they all rolled off of that mountain as Godzilla emerged from beneath them. Oh yeah. Right. Um. Then I'm assuming Tim's alive. Because at the very least, he would have deserved a fiery death on screen. We're like a pull up, pull up, up, exactly. something like that. that we didn't that, get any of that. Yeah, when we got the pull up. That was it. Yeah, it seems that Tim is part of the dark side. Uh, he has chosen his his stake in in the ground. He's going for career over saving people because he stayed with Verdugo. So, which seems is the opposite of Michelle's decision. It is the opposite. Lee Shaw shows the people, specifically Key, yeah. over uh, over career. Yeah, Tim. Tim was really a, a special weasel in this episode, and I even was rolling my eyes at him Sherlocking the location. Oh my god, I know. And I was like, oh dear god, this is so bad. Like I was like, oh my goodness, I did we even need this scene? Could we have done anything else to find out how they were in Africa other than him going into his mind palace? And just discovering where they went, like, give me a break. I was wondering if you were going to cover that because that one Ugh. just didn't feel right to me either. Like, they, I don't, I feel like I noticed like it more with minutes, Apple man. shows. Yeah, we were there really quick. I, I feel like it's a lot of Apple shows that I notice this more on. But I feel yeah. like I've, I've, ever since we started covering some other no. shows, I feel like I <laughs> no, find dude. myself saying so often, I'm like, why is this so convenient? It's too convenient. Like no, I, I think we're, I think we're just traumatized from Invasion season two. It's very possible. Like maybe yeah. I'm making this up, and it's like no, it was literally just all all Invasion. I think so it, at yeah. the very least, it's Invasion. And maybe I mean, Foundation. This scene no, Foundation too. Foundation did that all the time as well. So there where you go. Gale, so yeah, it, where Gale it, would it figure out like, like an, an incredibly thing. difficult math problem that had not been yeah. solved for centuries, and she's there like. Harry, I, I see the math, Harry. I, I see the math. <laughs> That's a horrible Gale impression. But yeah, no, thank you for bringing that thank up. You. So it, it is a lot of Apple shows. Like there's just a lot of things that feel convenient uh, to yeah. to me. More so than other things that we've covered, like Beaky Blinders, Last of Us, things like that. Like I didn't really get that feeling. Um, well, at least some, not that often. <laughs> there are some convenient moments. There are some. Blinders. There are some. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say there's yeah. none. Yeah. Well, I just. Yeah. I'm saying it more now. But yeah, I know that I was. I was kind of cringing in that scene. I'm like, really? Like, how do you yeah. know to draw a map there? Like, do Do you think uh, Duval is actually on? Like, do you think Duval is pure-hearted, or do you think there's like a, another kind of nefarious layer to her motives here? Because she looks so nefarious and evil to me. Like. She's always dressed like an evil person. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, she had a nice moment with Lee Shaw, in, you know, in the van. Yeah, but she dresses so much like a stereotypical like movie villain in yeah. this show that I just I'm waiting for the Lee. This is the resistance, and then he finds out they're a bunch of radicals. You know, that's exactly what I'm expecting. I I think uh, she's definitely got her own plan brewing right now. Right, like yeah. we know that there's Monarch. There's some sub like division or group from Monarch or even outside of Monarch that doesn't like what's happening, what's going on and trying to take things into their own hands. Mm -hmm. um, I just think she she sees Lee as a massive source of information and, you know, a, a jump start to get to wherever she's trying to go. Yeah. And Lee, it doesn't see, seem so wholly, um, he's committed to the cause, right? Of trying to help Godzilla, as he says. He's not trying to help Stop. these kids find their father. He's more chiefly concerned about whatever Hiroshi has found, right? Whatever mm -hmm. findings he has, 
he's also now taken the stance, and we have to assume with reason, right? Because he has like 60 plus years or 50 yeah. plus years of experience in the field with these Titans and seeing both approaches, the military's approach mm-hmm. and Kay's approach, right? So they must have found something out about this particular Titan or Titans in general that um, he feels is there's a better solution than just trying to blow them all up. Yeah. I wonder if like may- maybe something that the people on Earth did like lured them out of their home or something and maybe they're just lost now, like wandering lost giants. I don't know what he means by help him, but maybe by help him he means like we're going to use bait and guide him back into his own lair so he stays there and doesn't keep just walking around on this earth. Maybe. It could be a possibility. I mean, we did see Hiroshi, who, by the way, is totally alive and not dead at the moment, uh, with the bait on a truck that he was driving off into the distance. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, that was pretty cool. Well, we did we did get a bit about that earth is re- like emanating these cosmic gamma rays mm-hmm. that is supposedly physically impossible right they talk about how physics yeah. uh k and bill randa are saying that it's against physics while dr genius uh the japanese guy who created the titan bait yeah uh, says he doesn't think it's uh against physics he thinks physics is incomplete they have an incomplete understanding of physics yeah so whatever's happening here seems you know Godzilla is coming from a place we know. I mean, if you've watched the movies, if you've seen enough of the movies, you know where, but I we won't say, you know, because I don't know for like exactly what's behind it or how deep that goes, but same, there's a place where Godzilla is coming from for sure. Yeah. So, um, wanted to mention the fact that Hiroshi is alive, which wasn't that big of a surprise because we kind of had a, a feeling he was, he was alive. Uh, although he does continue to go on his own way uh, because when the kids sort of reunite w- with him from a distance, he waves them away. Yeah. He pushes them away rather than um, ever beckoning them towards him. So he is on to something and, it, and the chase for Hiroshi continues as he continues to move away. I'm sure he also wasn't entirely happy to see his uh, son and his daughter knowing each other and the fact that he has two families. <laughs> yeah, yeah so there's something that, weird about. He's got multiple reasons setup. to be on the run right now. <laughs> yeah, there's something weird about that setup that doesn't like feel. I feel like when we get down to the bottom of why he has two kids through two different women who don't mm-hmm. know about each other, it's gonna be one of those things where like, oh, that makes sense. It's not gonna be something like, oh, you know, you two timing, you know. I don't know. Scumbag. I don't know if it's gonna make sense. With with the scene where we saw Hiroshi, by the way, the entire time, nearly the entire time, I was just expecting something to come out of nowhere and just like swallow him up in the middle of this open field. Like it just felt like I was like waiting for an on scene death uh, of his at that time. We start this entire series with that car ride or almost close to the beginning of the series, the car ride with Bill, Kay and Lee and the Mm -hmm. fact that. Kay and Bill have a, a child together, right? Yeah. Uh, which is Hiroshi. But in this episode, it's very clearly communicated between the three of them that there's something between Lee and Kay, right? In this episode, oh, yeah. Bill and Kay are, are not together. And Bill goes so far as, as being a nice guy and, and tells, you know, Dr. Genius, who I don't know his name, um, 
to, hey, you know, the only thing worse than being a third wheel is being a fourth wheel. And so he gives Lee and Kay a moment to themselves. Could it be possible that Lee and Kay did get together, but they felt that they had to keep it a secret? And so they made it so that Bill, like Bill and her were like the the actual parents there. But in reality, they were together. You know what I mean? It's because if, if you see at the end possible. of the episode, uh, Monarch's taken away from Lee. So perhaps he does something to get it back, but he has to like hide the fact that he's with her. I don't know. It just feels, I mean, anything's possible, right? If they're in the field for long enough that something happens between the two of them, but I don't know. But I, I'm also, bla- I just forgot about that scene where I'm pretty positive they do kiss, uh, where they're in front of the nuclear... Like she falls into the hole, but I think they hug or something like that right before she mm. goes down there. I'm almost positive there was a moment like that, which um, so so Sparks must have flown at, at some point, and uh, I'm assuming that Lee and Bill are going to be going at it like cats and dogs. <laughs> Probably. I mean, something must have happened. Yeah, Lee was you know really uh, hot on uh, on the trail on this one, so I. I think you're probably going to end up being right that uh, Hero, as Lily calls him, is probably his son, right? Yeah. I don't know. It, it ain't looking be. good. It ain't looking good for my bet right now in terms of the actual biological father of, of Hiroshi, which I think I, that was a bet that we that we threw. It, it, it was. I, I don't know. Like I, I feel like I could see every episode i feel like i could i could make a stronger argument for one or the other which is interesting i mean this seemed kind of like kiko calling it off at this point saying it did it did no man like our, we, our relationship has run its course it's professional well, let me, from here on let out. me let me ask you this wouldn't it, that be the same exact case between her and bill i mean i get it that both of them are on the science side mm-hmm. um if you are together with your partner in the field, you could make a decision that doesn't benefit the world. You're benefiting just your your spouse, right? Mm-hmm. So the same kind of logic should kind of apply to her being in a relationship with Bill. I, by, by the way, I'm clearly, obviously, uh, team team uh, Lee K or K Lee here. So um, yeah. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'll let you have Team Key and Lee. Is that right? K Kiko? Yeah, that's right. K. K. But doesn't the logic play out, Zach? Well, yeah. I mean, like, if if you're gonna be with your partner in the field, like, it's very rare that you see somebody make such a sacrificial like uh, decision where you lose your partner to save the world. It's very rare. Um, I feel like every now and then we get like a like a hero moment or whatever you want to call it where that is the case and you know somebody does sacrifice their partner but it's probably best that they're all just colleagues and don't care about each other too much but I don't know man I don't know did we tackle every place on that map where's where's left to go where's Godzilla going next is he heading towards Johannesburg I don't know. I don't feel. I feel like we were already there. Like I feel like we were tracking west, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not quite sure. They did, I don't think they told us. If they did, it was extremely subtle. And I did not catch that. What's left now? We do find out, probably the most interesting thing in the episode is that we learn about May. May did sell them out. That was not a fake sellout. She did sell out mm-hmm. Kate and uh, Kentaro. The only thing is, she sold them out to Duval, who sold out Monarch. Yeah. So I'm still kind of fuzzy on why Duval, if she was going to turn on Monarch, would have hit up May anyways, right? Yeah. Other than to break out Lee, to then go see May, right? Yeah. Who was Duval talking to on the phone, by the way? At the beginning of the episode? Yeah. I think it was fake. It was a fake conversation, right? It was a fake, yeah, it was a fake conversation. She she speaks in French uh, because Lee, according to his file, knows French. She's like, if you know French, cough. Or clear yeah. your throat or something. Yeah, and true, true. Right, it was right, just right, a distraction. Because right. yeah. the other the other dude obviously didn't know French. Unfortunate yeah, no. for him. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it earlier, so I forgot that little detail. I couldn't remember if he was talking to somebody on the phone or if it was a completely fake conversation. It would no. be cool if there was just a complete underbelly to Monarch that was like the resistance to the suits, right? The suits that are in there, you know, strategizing all day and pretty much making these decisions to whatever they're doing, right? Because it feels like Monarch stagnated since what I'm, we're going to come to a point with these flashbacks that we're going to get down to the bottom of what happened to Lee and Kay. If mm-hmm. Kay's alive, what the hell happened to Bill? Where is he right now? Is he coming back in the show? And at least at this point in the timeline and um, what Monarch's been up to since Lee was ousted to his very cushy uh, retirement situation, which by the way, that retirement home looked eerily similar, like the location of it looked eerily similar to the lake that they had that Titan bait on. Mm. Uh, If you looked at the background of where Bill was uh, standing at certain points in the the episode, uh, right there, Uh, but it's more the shot of Bill, not uh, the shot of Lee. When when Bill's looking out earlier on. Yeah. uh, Yeah, it's, it's earlier. But anyways, um, it looks a lot like the same area in Japan where where Lee was pretty much stationed at. It sure does look Monarch's close. Provision. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not like super familiar with architecture and lay of the land over there, so a lot of it does look very similar to me. So I think I will, I recognize like the mountain mm. in the background, and there was like a street that looked just like the street that they took the van down, like gravelly street. I don't know if it was gravelly or not, but it was like a two-laner. It was it was concrete, I think. But mm-hmm. anyways, um, what goes? What's going to happen between May, Kentaro, and Kate here? Now that May has confessed that she pissed off some people, we still don't know which people she pissed off. Apparently, she has a boatload of money, so she probably uh, stole a lot of money from some people. Um, and she her name is not her name. She lied about pretty much everything. She went to Japan. And she wants to go home with to see her family. So she has a yeah. full-on family too. Yeah. I think this whole thing between May, Kate, and Kentaro is going to blow over really quickly. I don't think we're going to like have a lot of ongoing drama here. I have a feeling like by the time we get to the next episode as they're entering the town, they're still going to be at odds for a little bit. And they're going to be like, yeah, now we really need you. You know, like, I mean, I guess you did that before you knew us. So whatever we've all done bad things 
Well, I don't think they're mad at what she did. I think they're mad that she sold them out. And by the way, it was yeah. fun. It was kind of funny that she only apologized to Kate and not Kentaro. <laughs> but she did. But she did something. Do something pretty grimy. Uh, she used the saying that helped get Kate through her little traumatic episode in the previous uh, episode. Yeah. Uh, when they were down in the tunnels in uh, San Francisco, mm-hmm. she used that whole "the only way to get out of the storm is to go through it." Yeah. In this moment, which was a little bit kind of grimy to get what she wanted, right? Because she wanted Duvall shot her a look like, hey, get these two under control or the deal's off. Yeah. She gave her that kind of look. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, that that's what I think is going to happen. I think it's just going to blow over pretty quickly. Um, I'm curious to see how long Lee and Duvall stay out on their own before they either sync up with Hiroshi or regroup the kids like it's inevitable that they all get back together we gotta get the hiroshi episode next episode like i you cannot keep having this guy nearby and then he goes to another place like the ghost of hiroshi's past you know yeah he's, he has to at some point speak on camera yeah. in this timeline right in 2015 yeah. so he's obviously on a noble mission it's just about finding out what he's doing and is if he's going to involve his kids because Kate is just like her grandmother. Uh, she has that moment even of awe when she's like, Godzilla looked at me, you know, he, she recognized mm-hmm. me. So, and the, you see like the pupil like widen, you know, yeah. of, uh, of Godzilla. It was a really cool moment actually. I do wonder though, like under the mountains got a, like, kind of a weird place for Godzilla to be. Yeah, like, I, I, that's what I was confused about. Like, how did he get there? How long was he just chilling there? I mean, it couldn't have been that long because the G-Day in San Francisco was like, what, a year ago? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he buried himself in the dirt like a lizard. Massive-ass lizard. Hey, but... maybe it was a fake mountain the whole time. That's crazy. No, I doubt what, it, though. What? Like, on the on the mountain? You imagine, like, if it was just Godzilla's shape and he was, like, forming the whole mountain? It, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense, but... Yeah. Um, I know you must have loved the scene of seeing a uh, ninety-year-old Lee Shaw roll down the mountain, uh, and not be scathed at all. Not have him. a broken hip or a rib or Nothing. you know, and any of the just just the bad people died in that entire yeah, you yeah. know roll down the hill. Yeah. Now here's a here's a couple cars just f- or Fly, carts, yeah, flying like, down, like, flying literally down. missing you by an inch. Massive boulders. <laughs> Did you see that one guy? He was rolling backwards, and this big like boulder just got right in front of him and like crushed him or something. Yeah, they were rolling down the mountain like that baby from the movie Kung Pao, where the mm-hmm. baby gets like rolled down the cliff, and then a woman picks her up and says, "Oh, sweet, a little baby," and they just continues to throw the baby down the cliff. <laughs> you gotta look it up if nobody's ever heard of that, but it's like a, a parody of a kung fu movie. Um, all right, so Godzilla's walking off in the distance. Lee and Duval have split to go track Godzilla. May, Kintaro, and uh, Kate are heading towards the nearest city, which I'm assuming they're going to link up with Hiroshi there. Mm-hmm. Maybe Lee gets over his head. Maybe we find out where the hell Godzilla's coming from because in Alaska, we did see like this weird, shiny, weird, like multi, I don't know how, to, like bioluminance almost type of thing. It looked, it looked like a, like a plasma beam just firing yeah. out of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming we're going to find out where the hell Godzilla comes from and why that plasma beam didn't emanate, like didn't just didn't project out of the mountain that he crawled out of. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Either way, the show's pretty fun to watch and it's a, it's definitely a hit on Apple's hands. Uh, I just don't see this show going 
more than two to three seasons. I, I, I don't see how this concept wouldn't be overdone by the time we get to season four, but I could be wrong. They could find a way to completely change my mind. I'm I'm sure they could milk a lot out of this, but I I I understand where you're coming from. I feel like I mean like this story, this story yeah, this least. specific story like is like such the focus of season one. I mean, I I do think this will be wrapped up, but I don't know what other kind of like mysteries we're gonna get thrown at us towards the end of the season that lead us into a season two. I want to um, know what this giant event is that has Hiroshi going across the entire world. Like, what is so serious? That he has, he's hidden it from Monarch, right? Mm-hmm. And what is so serious about what he's discovered that he needs to go on this mission by himself, right? Like, what was he gonna do with Godzilla? You get what I'm saying? Like, well, let's say he, he he got he like Godzilla comes out. Let's say nobody shows up and it's just Hiroshi in that desert, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he's gonna die. Oh, okay, I can see what he was doing. Okay, whatever's gonna go down is gonna happen in the next episode. He had the bait on the back of the truck. Yeah. So he was obviously going to drive the thing to, to, somewhere. Where, to somewhere. And it has to be nearby because that truck's not going across the, the world. No, it's not, it's, not, can, it's not driving back up to Alaska. <laughs> yeah, so you figure wherever he was going to take Godzilla had to, has to be somewhere nearby in Africa, like in the middle of this desert. Yeah. Right? And it's obviously a reason why he put it in this desert because there's no one nearby, even though there is a town... Just over the ridge that we see at the end of the episode. So hopefully Godzilla doesn't go and do what you said at the beginning of this episode, which is pretty much, uh, he, he sees cities as just like extra paved surfaces to walk on. <laughs> I think he walks in the opposite direction, thankfully. Yeah. So I don't think yeah. that's going to happen. But yeah, I, you know, I do think next episode, to your point, is going to be the Hiroshi episode. We can't not get it. Right, like we just saw yeah. definitively that he is alive for the first time, and we still hardly know anything about him, other than the fact that he's Kate's and Kentaro's father. Yeah, and he's married Suppo- to two women. Supposedly. That's it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's conclude it. Let's do it. Let's get into some categories. Let's start with favorite character of the episode. Lee Shaw, man. I found myself just liking Lee Shaw, you know, specifically young Lee Shaw in this episode more than ever, you know, uh, yeah. and I felt bad for him because I, I thought Kay was, it was a cop out, cop out excuse on Kay's part really doesn't make any sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she's really unfair to him, honestly, in the past. She even puts the blame on him for losing control of Monarch. And that's kind of effed up. So. I mean, he he did kind of lose control of Monarch. He did yeah, he did but, defy know, direct she, orders to not go and let like he also, was he was told like you go she, you lose your shit. She, she also was throwing flirty eyes at him the whole episode. Was like gonna sleep with him at ridiculous. the luau. Yeah. yeah, they were gonna they were gonna sleep together at the luau, right? Of course. And um, and then she's like, "Oh, why would you come here?" Like, "Oh God, give me a break," you know? Oh, my bad. I guess I it was know. just me I, who was trying I, to get it on. I read it like they both had like an agreement. Like there was like, look, we need to take ownership of Monarch. We need to make sure we're in control. And it was just like your your lust for uh for K. Uh, I mean, I just guess ruined that. that. That's the way that I was kind of reading it. But uh, I don't know. K K looked ready to get it on at that at that ball. Oh, she de- def- definitely. I, I definitely think that's what was about to happen. <laughs> You're just rooting for Bill Randa, man. Shut up. Bill Randa. I mean, look, 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 I mean, if, if it helps me win a bet, I mean, great. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. I know why. You're not kidding me. <laughs> what's, what's the <laughs> next I, I will, however, pick uh, 
old Lee Shaw on this one. I, okay. I, nobody else really like stood out to me like they were taken away the entire episode. Mm. I, I think it was it was Lee, it was Kay. But I'm gonna go with old Lee on this one. Okay. I'll I'll leave it with that. How about how about favorite scene of the episode? Hmm. That's a good question. I guess I'll I'll just go with the easy one, which is seeing Hiroshi and then Godzilla appearing. I thought Godzilla appearing was pretty damn epic. Mm. It was. It's it's hard to turn down a Godzilla sighting in this show. Mm-hmm. Um I think though it was long. I kind of the liked same scene? Oh, my the man. what? Columbo? Columbo. Yeah. No, I, I kind of like the beginning of the episode where we started oh, out at the ball. We got to see everything going on between Lee and Kay. I liked that. I liked hearing a little bit of the story. Like I understood kind of what was going on, some of the politics at play, at least at the time. Um, so I, I, I liked that. I'll pick that one as my favorite. Yeah. Um, I thought you were gonna pick the Columbo deciphering where they were heading to, and no, I hated it. That was my, that would have been my least favorite. Okay. Right. Right. <laughs> that would have been my least favorite. I was so confused when you said that. Um, how about favorite line of the episode? Hmm. You go first. You obviously have one. I liked. Uh, I liked the bit. It was the dialogue between Lee and Kay, uh, where they were talking about you know the world is a hammer everything's a nail or something like that oh okay yeah, but but store. more specifically yeah it's the hardware store that's the one that i like yeah i liked um the japanese genius who created the titan bait i think where he said uh <laughs> he said when she says oh titans are terrifying and he says good miracle <laughs> should be terrifying shouldn't they yeah you know I also liked the from from the same guy. I liked his line when he was trying to uh, explain his oh, yeah, yeah, gamma yeah. simulator. He's like, "I invented a gamma simulator. It it simulates gamma rays." It's like, okay, that was circular. <laughs> but thanks. I, I liked when uh, the guy was explaining to him what a fourth wheel was. He says, "What oh, do yeah. you mean a fourth wheel? Is it, it was terrible. It's the most stable stable <laughs> wheel. The four four every vehicle has four wheels, anyways." <laughs> Is that all it? right i get it i get it good episode though all in all yeah, looking I forward agree. to the next one all right uh thank you all for tuning in we hope you're enjoying monarch legacy of monsters as well as our coverage of the show we also hope you are staying tuned with our other shows on the channel i'm covering hard knocks miami dolphins edition which i'm going to be posting that episode tomorrow on the channel and uh stay tuned for that it's been a busy week so it threw off the recording schedule for hard knocks uh we're also doing for all mankind um probably be recording that either sunday or monday Mm -hmm. but we are on track with season four of for all mankind which is i gotta say it's it's probably uh second to hard knocks for me right now as as shows i'm enjoying i'm enjoying for all mankind uh, more than season one of Monarch Legacy of Monsters. And that's not a slight on Monarch. It's just a compliment to how good season four of For All Mankind has been so far. And if you haven't listened to our Sasses episode where I talked about uh, the best shows uh, of the year and uh, my personal favorites, Zach's personal favorites. Hey man, my favorite Korean 
reality dating show is back out of nowhere. Oh, Singles Inferno is back, man. <laughs> season three. Let's get it. Three episodes, man. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> season one's fantastic. I'm telling you, it is pure garbage TV, but it doesn't feel like doesn't feel like uh, garbage, you know? It feels like hmm. what you're seeing is real, but I don't I don't think it is. There's just no way. There's just no way. In terms of like the results that of what happens on screen and who ends up together, like, yeah. I, nah, nah. You'd you love know what it, Zach. I, I, look, I'll give it a shot. You know what I just started watching, though? What's up? Shrinking on Apple oh, TV. Oh, with uh, Jason Segel and Harrison Ford? It, uh, yeah. The only yeah. reason I'm watching it, it's all right. Like it's all right. I've heard the only reason I'm watching it is show. because Harrison Ford's in it. Like it's yeah. good. I mean, it's like it kind of reminds me of it's the like I get the same feeling watching it. It's like when I watched Ted Lasso. I'm not saying it's anywhere near as good as Ted Lasso, but yeah, yeah, yeah. um, it's just kind of like that like lighthearted like I guess vibes. I don't know. The comedy is interesting. Some of the comedy is a little dark, but. I like it so far, but I'm 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 staying in it because Harrison Ford's in it. That's all I'm gonna say. I am. Um, what am I? What have I been up to lately? What am I been watching? All my friends are on me to watch the movie on Netflix, uh, "Leaving the World Behind" or "I Left the World Behind," which is a Sam Esmail, the guy who directed and wrote uh, "Mr. Robot." Someone just told uh, me about that. And everybody's up in arms about this movie right now and, and watching it. So it's doing great on Netflix. Um, I saw Killer by David Fincher. That was terrific hmm. on, on Netflix. I really did enjoy that one a lot. Uh, I hope that one turns into something a little more. Uh, I started watching a show called Pluto on Netflix, and the first episode was really intriguing to me. I um, thought it was a really interesting premise. Kind of reminds me of uh, another Fincher film, uh, Seven. Kind of reminds me of that a little bit. And um, if you want to get into the Christmas spirit, the Great British Baking Show, always, uh, always, always a gem a of a pleaser. show. Yeah, always, always a gem. Even just to put it on in the background, uh, they always get the most wholesome people to join that show. It's great. And then on the reading side, I have, I am halfway or more than halfway through the Fellowship of the Ring uh, on Spotify audiobooks. Unfortunately, Spotify has a terrible system with audiobooks hmm. where they cap you at ten hours of listening a month. So oh, I, I unfortunately found that out while I was listening to it and at a good part where it was like, oh, your hours are up in 13 you days. Pay for they, more? You got to pay for more, but I'm not going to pay for more. Well, I was just, so, I was wondering how they like were, were no, making money off of that. Cause that's no. given a lot away for free. No, I did a free trial on uh dude. I would pay a, a more expensive membership, but I'm not going to pay uh 10 or 15 bucks every time I want 10 more hours of, of listening time oh, on wow. Spotify. So. It's not a, right now, I don't think it's a good pricing structure, but then again, they also caught me like right in the middle of like a great part in Fellowship of the Ring. So I went to Audible and uh, I did a free trial over there and uh, I picked up the book there. So I'll listen to it there. And then once I finish it at Audible, I'll come back over to Spotify once my hours renew and listen to The Two Towers, which by the way, Peter Jackson, who directed and adapted uh, Lord of the Rings to a movie. Bryce, so talented, man. The just <laughs> it's a perfect adaptation in terms of what you would pick from the book, at least as far as my memory serves me. But as soon as I'm done with all three of them, I'm gonna do a, a rewatch like I did last year of the all three extended versions of, of Lord of the Rings, which is <laughs> glorious. Chef's kiss, man. Awesome. Well, that'll do it for this episode. 
Thank you for listening to Monarch Legacy of Monsters by Story Archives. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts, Apple and Spotify podcasts exactly, primarily. Exactly. So you sound like what? you're dying on this outro. You sound like you're dying on this outro. You sound you, like I'm dying. You, need you can also visit us on YouTube at Soapbox Podcast Networks because I'm not smiling enough. I guess that's what it is. Oh. Yeah, well, our website is soapbox.house. You can email us <laughs> at contact at soapbox.house. And there's a link in the description below to sign up for our quarterly newsletter. Uh, and that'll that'll do it. It's been a long day. It's been yeah, a long no, day. But don't, but don't take it out on the outro. Though. I'm not taking it. Look, I love the outro. I love, I love everybody that's still here listening to the outro. So thank you. See, and they'll only see this part or listen to this part if they made it this far. So this is kind of like for the true actual fans of the show. 100%. You are much appreciated. Thanks for hanging around. Have a good one. See you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.